The purpose of striking a balance is to enjoy the best of both worlds without having to compromise. When it comes to a love of food and the necessity to be a healthy weight, how do we find balance? On today's episode, we're talking with Andrew from Sydney, Australia, about how he manages this precarious tightrope. Andrew, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Andrew and I have been, Silvoni here, Andrew and I have been friends for um, over about 30 years, I figured out, after he rescued my friend and me from one of his drunk friends in a club in Sydney. And apart from similar values, what Andrew and I have shared over the years is our love for good food and wine, to the point of swearing we'd never date anyone who didn't have a love for good food, or wine for that matter. Now we're both married, so it doesn't matter. Uh, now, Andrew's a big guy, stands six foot two, and he's broad, so he can carry excess weight when he um, has, you know, some on him and still look great. In the years I've known Andrew, I see, I've seen his weight go up and down, but he's seen mine just go up, really, since I moved abroad. So, um, I like, I've seen you lose a lot of weight over the years, and, you know... Everybody always wants to know how people do it when they do it. So that's what we're going to pick your brain about yeah. today. Um, like when you want to lose weight, do you devise a plan or a strategy when you need to shed some kilos? How's that? Some kilos. Some yes. kilos. Yes. Um, or do you, just, do you just do it in like true guy form? Do you just do it? I do. I have uh, used some intervention <gasps> in the past. And some lifestyle changes. Um, my biggest uh, weight gaining factor is beer. Right. And I'm the sort of person where one beer is too many and a hundred's not enough. So I do like to drink a lot. But it's the snacking that goes with the beers that are the killer and that uh, you, you notice it quite um, significantly and, and uh, earlier. I've, what am I trying to say here? I notice it quite quickly that if I've had a, a, a period of time where I've been drinking, that it, it does affect me and it, I do gain weight quickly. I right. get bloated and I, and I do gain weight very quickly. Wait, like when you, sorry, Sarah. Sorry, I was no, say, do you feel like that that goes to a specific place on your body? So some, you know, some men in particular, but I know when they drink beer, they feel that their tummy gets substantially bigger or do you feel like you gain it all over? Is it just a general weight gain? No, uh, around the middle and uh, around the face. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can you get in the face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my strategies usually are that um, portion control and I cut the beer out. I'll have the occasional wine or a spirit on ice, but I generally just cut the beer out of the equation okay. altogether. It's amazing how beer does that. When when I'm at, you know, Lawrence is a vodka drinker, my husband's a vodka drinker, and um, but when we first got married, he was drinking beer like pretty much every night and he put on a lot of weight. He blamed my food, but then he decided to stop drinking beer and he lost 45 pounds. So, wow. like, you know, 20 kilos, whatever. Yeah. Um, he did the same as Andrew just described. Did he have snacks with it as well? So is it the beer? Or I don't think, no, he wasn't. He was, no, not snacks. It's the beer, it's the beer but it's usually you have – Chips or crisps, or whatever you yes. like to call it, to chips. go with it. And um, you know, it's nothing good. for me there to big, big packet of chips while I'm having beers, particularly yeah. watching sport. I, so that, that, 
that's a big killer. I, I remember when um, when Ben was born, when your eldest was, um, just so everybody went, Andrew's eldest son was born, my parents and I went over to uh, to see him and I and we had, you know, I think you asked us if we wanted to drink. We're like, yeah. And Andrew decided he was like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not having one because I'm off. I'm off the beer. Now I'm a dad. I'm going to be good." And I remember saying to Mum and John, "Wonder how long that'll last." But <laughs> it, didn't last, it didn't last very long. Because I was very mindful because a newborn baby is mm-hmm. quite delicate, and I was very mindful of the fact that. You can be quite heavy-handed when you've got yeah. a few under your belt. Right. So I was very, very paranoid about, you know, changing a nappy and breaking a leg. Dropping him. <laughs> Do you find that yeah. but now that – because now you've got two teenage boys, um, that your mindset changed towards, or towards your health, like being a dad? It did. It did. Because not, not as much now as it used to. Like when the kids were around the 10 mark, any of that, they were – they were finding their way in sport, and I was heavily involved with their sport. I had to keep mobile to 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 keep up with them. I yeah. was coaching their football team, so having weight loss or losing weight and controlling weight was really important because I just had to make sure that I could keep up with them. Uh, and as a as a fellow who's played <clears throat> contact sport, my knees aren't the best, so the heavier I get, the worse my knees get. So yeah. uh, I have to keep that in mind all the time. But when Bunny mentioned coming around when my first one was born, my weight gain, I actually gained a lot of weight when I first had kids. And I attribute that to the fact that every time someone came to visit the house, they bought a cake because they wanted to see the baby. <laughs> and, and you ended up putting a lot of weight. And you're, you're sitting around with polite. the kids. You were just being polite. That's, yeah. that's right. But you sit around with it. With, you sit around with everyone and the kids aren't active yet. They no. they. They just, it's like a, a gelatinous mass with bones, you know, they don't do much at that age. And then they, um, you're not that active. So you become less active with them. So yeah. trying to change your mindset and trying to become more active and getting involved in what they do is very important. And you need to control your weight to do that as well. So Andrew, you think that's a big oh, factor? I was to say, Levin, you think that's a big factor? You've talked about being active and moving a lot. So for you, is that oh. one of the biggest drivers then to make, if you're not, being active, then that's when you feel like you start to gain weight. Is that for Andrew? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But, but I feel I, I feel it in myself. I feel I've got to go for a walk. Like I've gone from a, a role where I've been on the tools. I'm a plumber by trade, so I've been on the tools most of my life. And I'm I'm in, in a role now where I'm uh, I actually work from home for the first time in my life, and I do find it quite because uh, I'm I'm so static now that. Um, uh, I need to get up and move. So I, I get right. to a point, I'm, if I haven't walked for a couple of days, I feel awful and I've got to go out for a walk. Yeah. I've got to get out. Okay. I don't run anymore. I'm too old for that. My, my knees don't allow me to do that anymore. But walking's really important to me and a bit of cycling Gives just you to that. keep the body moving. Well, and it, it, mentally it's so good. That's why I like exercising because mentally I just feel so good. Yesterday yes. I, I did 90 minutes, which is a bit more than I normally do but I kept reaching a point thinking oh, I'll just go on to the next point you know and yeah oh the rest of my day I just was getting shit done I felt good my food was good it's it's amazing how it sets you the exercise part mm. sets you up because when when yeah. I um emigrated to the US you know you have to go through all these health checks and the doctor that 
there's only certain doctors you can see that they will send people to. And I remember the doctor saying to me, I, you know, I didn't have near as much weight to lose then, but he said, well, um, nutrition is 80% of it. And I think that was a mindset for a long time that people have, but I think exercise is, is massive. It really mm. is. And yeah. I, you know, and I think I could tell myself that nutrition was the, the, the food was 80% of it back when I didn't have good knees, but now I have new yeah. knees and I can do a lot more. I'm like, Oh no, exercise plays a really big role, especially if you like food, you know, if you want to eat and eat good create food, that balance. Yeah. yeah, to create yeah. that balance. I was going to ask you, Andrew, because Andrew's a really good cook, and um, we and you like. Oh, I, I had a lot of help though over the years, <laughs> well, but you like to cook too. But he does. Yeah, this... yeah. But to let to let you on a little secret, years ago when I first met Boney, I was I was living out of home, and um, my my repertoire revolved around bacon and egg rolls and, bar- and, and barbecue. Making... And barbecues, yeah. but Rosalind I never had to put a salad you. together or anything like that. So Mum. if a barbecue was starting at 6 o'clock, I'd tell Vani it was 4.30 and, and get her to make the salads for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or no Mum would help, or your Mum would help. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But when... So, but I, I did learn a lot, and, and, I, and I've, I've always... Lo- I mean, I like eating. If you like eating, you've got to like cooking. But I think being creative in the kitchen is really important too, mm-hmm. keeping the variety. But um, tell tell us about the thing that you do with the salamis that you make. Um, so I go away. I've been away. This is my eleventh year this year of doing it. I've got some friends who live um, in in central New South Wales, down to, down towards the Riverina area. Okay, out in the country, is, sort um, of area. If you know so. the geography of, of of New South Wales and Australia, the Riverina area is um, just slightly beyond and north of Canberra, which is our capital. And we grow no, oranges and rice. Oranges and rice. Oh, not that there. far down, but okay. uh, yeah, that's where that's where the recipe came from. That came from the Griffith region, which is a bit further on. But uh, I've got some friends who came from the Griffith region, moved to Canberra. They made salami with the Italian community down there, and they said, no, it wouldn't be nice to be able to make salami again. And they said, well, we know how to do it. We've done it for years. Let's do it. So a group of us, 18 of us, go down there every year and, we buy three pigs and we do everything from the slaughter through to the no. manufacturing of salami. And then we'll do, last year we made about 220 kilos of salami and about 90 kilos of sausages. So, um, ah. And we just divvy it up amongst ourselves. It's, it's good. Doing that for- so we slaughter on the Friday and there's salami by Saturday night. No, that quick. Yeah, and then we – or it's got to hang. It's got to cure. So it'll yeah. cure depending on the weather. Um, if we get a good dry, cold winter, it'll be about six to seven weeks. And if it's a bit humid and a bit warmer, um, we'll do it for about eight or nine weeks. And if, if, if there's a lot of humidity in the air, we have to sort of change our techniques and light fires under it to keep the atmosphere quite um, right. dry because you get a lot of mould on the casings. Yeah. Yeah, which has led us into other things too. It's led us into um, – the smoky flavour through the salami was very nice, so we enjoyed that. So we experimented with that for a couple of years and mm-hmm. um, soaked hickory chips in bourbon and got a bourbon hickory wow. smoke through the salami. Like, so. that's pretty hardcore doing all that, though. That is hardcore, particularly yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, start that, to finish. Right, right. Yeah, we, yeah. We, had, we had one occasion down there when we um, – I got there a day earlier and there was a deer that made its way through the property, so we um, <laughs> we put it to rest and – 
had venison uh, as well. And, and we, yeah, we added the pig fat to the to the venison because you need fat in the salami. So we added the pig okay. fat to the venison to make venison salami. And how did that yeah, taste? Beautiful. Was it? Beautiful. I've never yeah. eaten venison. Oh, you haven't? It's good. No, I've never it's, tried it's it. Not, I don't find it overly strong. It's not as strong no, as the taste like, of lamb. It's like kangaroo. Right, she's probably I not have eaten kangaroo. Oh, you have? have oh, well done. Yeah. Yeah, not kangaroo is difficult meat to, to cook, and uh, because it's uh, there's no fat in it, mm-hmm. and you if you're cooking a steak, you re- it's really just over searing it. You don't if you cook right. it too much, it's tough as old boot right. leather. So, um, do, you eat, yeah. do you eat it a lot? Um, it's become more and more um, available in the in the regular supermarkets here in Australia. Right. So yeah, I do from time to time. They they. They sell pre-packaged um, steaks and uh, mints, and it used to be dog meat years ago when I was a kid. But now everyone's eating it because it's clean, it's lean, and it's a, yeah. it's got you know the 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 heart smart tick of approval sticker all over it. So yeah, it must be yeah, good for you. Good so, for you. Yeah, um, and it's a cheaper a cheaper alternative too. Yeah. Australia eat both the the animals on the national emblem. Like, oh, the, national coat of arms, yeah. Yeah, and coat of arms. Yeah, the emu and the kangaroo. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, so emu tastes very much like lamb or goat. It's a bit stronger. Oh, okay. And it's, it's really dark, look, isn't you know, it? You know, like duck's quite a, a steaky-looking meat yeah. rather than a chickeny-looking, like a white meat like chicken. It's got that same sort of appearance. Right. Yeah, it's very I nice. I think I've... Um, accidentally eaten goat before because when we were in africa we were served a chicken which was definitely not chicken you know when you look at that and you just think yeah that was never anywhere near a chicken um and i think that was goat then but it was nice it was in a stew that they made we were in a coffee plantation and things we um we didn't want to be rude we you know just ate what they gave us then but i think i had goat then curry um, goat's good i don't know if i'm trying to think if i had it yes anymore. i don't think i have if you've had it goat's, since... goat's quite Quite readily available too now because we've got quite a large Middle Eastern community not far from where I live. There's a big Middle Eastern enclave, for want of a better term, and a lot of the butcher shops that they have because they like the halal meats. They um, mm-hmm. they sell a lot of goat as well. Not that that's necessary halal, but they do eat a lot of goat. And I do find it for um, particularly for um, like an Irish stew, for example. Yes. When you cook an Irish stew, you boil your meat up, then you've got to let it cool, skim the fat out of it, and then continue on. But with goat, it's just a one-pot process. You don't need to let it cool because there's no fat in it. It's very it's lean. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's good for really... you for doing your Irish stew like that. I just make it and eat it. Oh, I, I was going to say that. Fat and all. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I do go camping a lot and quite often I'll cook, I'll cook for the masses when we camp. So rather than having to go spend a whole day at a pot, I'll just buy goat. Don't tell anyone and they think it's beautiful. So. I'll wait till they're finished to tell them it's good. And I think, well, that's nice. I'll eat that again. So, hey, One thing that I um, – this is a big downfall for me when I'm cooking, which I do a lot, is I, I eat things. So if I'm cutting up, say, cheese to grate, you know, you always cut off a piece and stick it in your mouth. And um, Do you find when you cook you do that, that you just, you know, sample pieces? Yeah, I reckon I've had 500 calories for I've even eaten dinner sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I'm full before I start dinner. But I mentioned to you earlier that I used a bit of intervention. So when I, I went through a significant period where I lost a lot of weight, but I um, I went on a program here called Light and Easy. So okay. they do calorie-controlled prepackaged foods. 
So you can do a 1200, a 1500 or an 1800 calorie package. And I went on that. And just, just for that very reason, I was eating a lot. Um, you know, the kids wouldn't finish their dinner, so I'd finish it. And um, while I was cooking, I would pick at things. And, right. What you did uh, that yeah. while you were on the on the No, 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 no. no I did that. Because yeah, I went of... on that for that very reason to avoid it and just stayed very strict to it. But I went on, I, I didn't drink the whole time I was on it. I did exercise quite extensively, but I found that I lost the weight too quickly. So I, I think huh. there's a lot of truth in what I say. The quicker you lose it, the quicker you put it back on. How much did you lose? Do you remember? Yeah, I lost 27 kilos in four months. Okay. 27 kilos. So what's that? So that's about um, 50 pounds, is it? That's about 50 more, so that's more than my... 50 pounds. No, I went from 291 pounds to, 250, uh, to 230, uh, about 220 pounds. Wow, in four so, months. But I look like I had HIV. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I when was, you I lose really, it fast like that, yeah, yeah. But I was really gaunt. I didn't, and, and it had it had a few effects I didn't really anticipate. I, I, I felt lethargic. I didn't have the energy I used because I don't. I think because I wasn't eating what I used to eat, so I became quite lethargic, and and um, I, I didn't look good. I just looked. You know, people were comfortable in the street that I hadn't seen for a while. And they thought I had cancer or right. AIDS. Or, yeah, so it, it had. And, and my blood pressure went up, so go figure. Seriously? Did yeah. it really? Yeah. It went through the roof. So I thought I was doing myself a favour. So it's not that I'm trying to deter anyone from doing it, but right. you know, I, I was quite gobsmacked by it, you know. So. And then and then you say because you had lost it so fast, you put it on I did put quickly. it back on, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I went from, like, I got down to 102 kilos. So just to let you know, I was... I left school at 16. I was 98 kilos when I left school at 16. Mm-hmm. So I, I always say that I was destined for greatness at some stage and I'm not <laughs> sure I've surely proven that point. But um, I think at, at my ideal weight's around, around the 110 kilo mark. Okay. You know, it's funny you saying that because, um, you know, Lawrence was doing, um, still does intermittent fasting, but he was just working out like an, absolute you know i don't know crazy demon. guy just a yeah. demon yeah but now with the summer he does a lot more stuff outside but there were nights where i look at him and think god you look like you're about 80 and i think because he did seem to lose it quite fast not yeah. necessarily because of the intermittent fasting but i think because he was exercising so much but now he just looks well you know it's sort of I don't know, I it's it something like stabilised so or something. Yeah, I know people that have been on shake, the shake diet, so the Cambridge diet over here, so they've just had such a low-calorie intake every day by just drinking the shakes. And my God, it works. You know, it definitely gets the weight off. It does, um, yeah. But they went the same thing. They went really gaunt. And also there's that contrast. You're not used to them looking that way. If they've been really big and then you sort of suddenly see them, you, the shock is quite strong, isn't it, when you yeah. see them looking small? Anyway, and then what they seem to have done, a lot of people put it all back on again. So I know people have then completely gone the other way and gained it all back, which is a real shame because it's hard work just drinking those shakes. This is not an easy thing to do. Mm. Um, but what Joyless. Um, Oh, it's just, I mean, it's, the commitment is crazy. Yeah. But what 
some of them have done and hats off to them is they have gained a little but just seem to have settled like you said Andrew in that kind of happy weight sort of position yeah so it kind of did the job for them they got rid of all the extra and they have now find they did need to put a little bit back on but they found their happy weight but do you so do you find when you've gained weight do you think it's because you've had a bit of an emotional connection with food so you've you've turned to food as a bit of a crutch or is it just simply something that's accidentally crept on because of a lifestyle habit oh, it's, it's definitely lifestyle but on one i love like if something tastes good yeah. i could be i could be as full as a state school and still eat more because yeah. like it tastes nice you know and i like that i like that feeling when something tastes nice and i go oh this is fantastic. yeah yeah i'll have some more so like i'm, I'm especially at you know, if you go to a, a dinner party or you go to a friend's house and they've got a huge thing of nuts and cheeses and dips, and I love mm. trying, I'll try everything. I won't yeah. just have a couple of bits and be satisfied. I've got to go back and it's, I've got to be really, really mindful of what I'm doing. And you mm. can fall back into that scene very easily, especially uh, not so much now. I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky for want of a better term, because a lot of my friends are quite busy with their families at the moment. So the whole get together and dinner party type of arrangements dried off significantly of late. Mm -hmm. So, and particularly through COVID, um, I don't know what happened over, over your neck of the woods, but we had, we had pretty much two years of lockdown. So. Yeah. It we was, had, it, it went over a year, a year and, yeah. year and a half basically. Yeah. 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 So that, that, changed everyone as far as what they did so yeah. we did it, it, it dried it all up so yeah if it if, if it's there i'll eat it right okay as long you as don't it's ever good. feel as long as it's good yeah. you don't ever feel like an emotional sort of thing you know if you're feeling low or fed up would you turn to food then or that's not something that happens oh, yeah, you? If, if, if i've got if i'm you know a bit pleased to be a i used to smoke too so okay. um and uh i'll find you i will turn to something i'll go oh yeah, well, annoyed about something, I'll go and make a yeah. coffee and have a peanut butter sandwich or something, which I don't yeah. need, but I like the taste of it. And uh -huh. I, I, when you feel good, or you have it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll go and eat some garbage food. Oh my god! I don't know if I can mention company names, but we'll have a yeah, certain. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So like. I, I don't mind KFC. My son worked there for a while, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh -huh. We call it KFC over here. Yeah. And uh, I'll have it, and I'll feel good for about 15 minutes after having it, and then I'll feel quite awful for about two yeah. hours after. So, Do you have the yeah. guilt? Do you have any, like, that guilt feeling when you either haven't exercised or um, when you've just eaten what you consider to be, you know, like, crap? Like, do you suffer yeah, guilt from it? Yeah, I always have it? something bad, then I'll say, right, Monday, start Monday, start yeah. Monday, start Monday. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is I don't actually tell myself which Monday. I just say Monday. <laughs> a, a random one in the future. That's been my downfall yes. for ages because when I, you know, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll eat this now and then I will, um, and then I'll start That's on Monday. Yeah. And so you, it's just a, really an excuse just to eat whatever you know, you want just to yeah. go hog wild with it. And then Monday comes and you and you can manage like, you know, four hours and that's it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so had you not done yeah. that beforehand, you know, you put on five pounds before you yeah. start a diet. Yeah, my Monday came about five weeks ago. I um, 
I went to a festival in in Sydney called Meatstock, which is the Woodstock of barbecuing. In in it's a festival they have all around Australia, and it's all smoked meats and um, jerkies and salamis and that mm. that sort of arrangement and Brazilian barbecue. So it's mm. quite Sounds it's good. quite a really well run thing. But they put they put quite well known bands on and beers. And I, I I've been the last two years with mates, but. We had a thousand beers and I had too much meat. I didn't eat. I think the only bit of vegetable I had was a bit of parsley garnish on a piece of meat the whole night. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, this Monday is it. So, so since then I haven't had a drink, and I've sort of started just portion controlling. So as a start, uh, we've got prepackaged porridge satchels that are, are one serving. Which is uh-huh. what it's what's deemed to be one serving, which I would probably have three of them normally, but I have that for breakfast, and I find it does sustain me. So that kicks me off for the day, yeah. and I, I I haven't really changed much what I eat at night. I've just been a bit more careful during the day because I'm not active, but I've taken nearly five kilos off wow. since then. So since like, this is last Monday. No, five weeks. No, no, five weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why would I know? I was going to go, I hate you, seriously? Yeah, God. No, no. No, No, well done. I mentioned I lost a leg. Right. (laughs) Well, but no, well done. Five kilos, that's awesome. It is funny when you talk about that portion, though, because I can remember one of the first times that I sort of used my half cup scoop to measure out the porridge oats in my bowl. And I sort of looked, looked down into the bottom of the bowl and went, That's I think it. someone's made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. What, are you joking? But actually, to be fair, by the time you've added some nuts, some fruit, you know, all that sort of thing, it does actually fill me up. Although if someone had asked me at the beginning, I would have told them that they're having a laugh. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. About a quarter of what I would normally have. Because you normally just sort of tip the packet, don't you? And go, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, forget, but you forget how much it expands, though. You do. You do. And you also, you forget that your tummy has expanded or your stomach has expanded because of how much you're eating and actually you don't need that much and so when you retrain the portion control isn't it funny that then if you then have a big meal how over full you feel so quickly whereas you knew that a few months back you could have eaten that without even batting an eyelid it's that's right you do, you do retrain your body don't you yeah I- interesting though um because my usual routine i used to have a pint of water when i got out of bed in the morning so that's 600 mils, and, yeah. Yeah, 600 mils. Yeah. And that's good. Then I'd get the kids ready, then I'd have my breakfast. But I think that big gush of 600 mil just expanded my stomach and then I had oh. it made more room. Oh, so yeah, I've, I've, felt, I've, yeah. Yeah, so I have a smaller glass and I and I drink more water during the day in smaller quantities and just sip mm-hmm. a bottle rather than, than drinking one one lot of water straight away hmm. yeah. and I found that's helped too because uh, I think that just adds to the expansion and, and, and creates more room that you, you your mind you thinks you to have fill. to fill yeah yeah do you yeah. do you find that um you know when you think okay I need to get some weight off and and then because I know for some people that they think diet or I need to you know need to lose weight like it's it automatically means deprivation like do you look at it like that or do you think no you know i can can come up with some great ideas for you know with some nutrient dense food i mean do you think like it's a an awful thing to have to do to you know or or it's hard to diet no i i I find i cut 
certain things out or I substitute. So I, I find if I eat a lot of bread, I put weight on. If I eat a lot of pasta, I put weight on. And I think, yeah, beer's in that category as well. Yeah. Rice. So I change my rice to brown rice and I reduce my portions and um, I'll cut bread out and I'll have wraps rather, or I'll use the low GI breads and I'll find and I'll reduce instead of having two sandwiches. Oh, I've, I've, I must admit I've come from, because I've been on the tools and I've been working physically, I was capable of eating more because of burning it off. Now I'm not and I'm sitting on my backside working at a desk now. I find that, I still want to eat the same, but I'm not burning it off. So I've just, mm. it's a reduction and, and just changing in how I eat. Um, and I find that works. It, it does work. But what I, what I was trying to get at before about the, um, when my Monday arrived, I'm trying to be very mindful about a slow weight loss rather than a sudden weight loss. So I'm sort of looking at trying to lose 10 kilos by the end of the year rather than 10 kilos in a month. Yeah. And trying to do it without racing it off by excessive exercise and, and crash diets, just sort of moderate what I eat, reduce what I'm drinking and and let it come off slowly. Making so it more sustainable. Yeah, yeah, making yeah. it more sustainable. Yeah, but if I, if I want to have a packet of nuts, just have a couple rather than yeah. the whole packet. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Because it's, it's, it's habitual. Yeah, and do you find now that you're at home, because both Livoni and I are both people obviously self-employed, we work at home and spend a lot of time on our own, the kitchen is literally just a few steps away. Do you think that's changed things for you? So when you were working out on the job before, obviously you had the food that you took with you and that's probably pretty much it, although you might have taken a bit more because obviously you're active. Now... Does it has it changed anything? The fact it's so accessible, or have you got quite a good control when it comes to that? Um, at first, I didn't have the control. Like I was, you know, locking up a steak sandwich for, for lunch and yeah, you know, cooking more for lunch. And I, and I thought because I've got an hour for lunch, so I did get a bit more creative for lunch, yeah. and I, I enjoyed that at first because you know, you're something you've had thirty five years of sandwiches and, and yeah. sitting on an es- and sitting on an esky for lunch, so. It was it was a nice and pleasant change, but I just found oh hang on, um, they call it the public service spread here. So you sort of go from a you go to a government my my job's semi government type of arrangement. So uh, the public service spreads when you've gone from an active job to an inactive job and you just blow out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's quite a standard situation for particularly for sports people, isn't it? The fact that they've had yes. to have such a high calorie intake because yes. of their burn because of you know the, the sport that they're doing on a regular basis and then yes. that profession stops because they've reached an age or an injury whatever it might be but they haven't moderated their calorie intake they're still taking in that same because that's what they're used to and so quickly they gain weight because of course their body just doesn't need that much anymore and I think that's quite difficult to manage that change of mindset from when you're like you yeah. described eating the same amount that you would normally have had when you were out on your feet all day that's right it is difficult but then it's that's that's a conscious decision isn't it because your appetite's probably still the same yeah <laughs> mine would be i'm like well i'm used to eating all that and that's what i still want to eat so you've got to make that conscious decision not to do it because you don't want to gain weight but that's a that's a mindset thing isn't it rather that, than anything else yeah yeah and i find i've got i mean i i find them 
you get to uh, you get creative. Some yeah, and you have these moments of creativity, and you you, you want to make something exotic or you want to do something, and you you get a bit carried away with it, and you end up yeah, you know, you, you're consuming a lot more. I, I like to be a bit creative in the kitchen, and um, that does add to the gateway uh, the, the, the weight weight gain. Yeah. Does yeah. it, is it something that you – last week we did a, an episode on mind power. You know, it's sort of the, what you think about, you bring about, that that type of yeah. thing. And That's how yeah. the mind is so powerful that, you know, you can bend either way. And so when it comes to to losing weight or just, you know, being overweight, it's – it's all consuming for me. It's it's pretty much all I think about. Well, it's not all I think about, but but I think about it all day. You know, mm. during my day. Regularly. Yeah. D- like, does that happen? Like, does that happen for you? I just wondered if it like if it if it's a guy thing or I, is it like a is it a woman thing where they uh, you know yeah. just constantly overthink thing? Over it. Yeah. Oh, I don't obsess. Only if I've got my old jeans on and they don't fit anymore, I'm, I'm a bit worried about it. But we well, got to lie um, down on the bed and use a coat hanger to do the mop. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's that's something blokes can't do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not so comfortably anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. Not no, unless you want to walk around showing the meat and potatoes for the rest right. of the day. Anyway, what's that called? Uh, not cam- moose toe. What? Is that what they call it? Moose yeah. toe, yeah, because there's camel toe for, for the women yeah. and moose toe for the men. Wow, well, yeah, go. that's actually what go. Andrew. That's what Andrew's known by as moose, not because of that reason. That <laughs> 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 no, was a well, horrible I, teacher I in his school him. that he taught him that started that, wasn't it? That's correct. Yeah. No, it's because they used to get ran in lycra shorts all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> I sent Sarah a message from – this is totally off subject, but speaking of that whole moose toe, camel toe thing, there is a lot of it when you travel, not the moose but the camel. And and I sent yes. Sarah a message because I sat in Atlanta Airport for 10 hours. I said, there's a lot of camel toe here. And she's you were questioning what, the legging choice. What, the legging choice, travelers. yeah. <laughs> look in the mirror before you – Go or sit down, then look in yes. the mirror and see. Yeah. And she and she's like, "What do you mean?" So I sent her. I found a picture online and sent it to her. <laughs> graphic. No, I got the idea. <laughs> oh. See, I think that that is my problem, not the camel toe. Definitely not. Yes. The um, I like you know longer tops. Um, <laughs> that, Move on. That Thanks, just Liz. takes that away. <laughs> But is that I obsess over it rather than just thinking this is what I'm going to do, and then you just get on with it and you don't obsess over it. Yeah, but that's there's a fine balance between that because then <sighs> sometimes I don't think about it at all, and then I realise I've just not been doing anything towards my, to- right. my goal, my target. Yeah. And so yeah. you've got to keep it in the front of your mind to some extent because otherwise you're just going to carry on with your old habits and right. you won't make any progress. It's but then you don't want it to be so overwhelming that actually it's obsessive is the right word uh-huh. you are obsessing about it all the time because i'm not sure that that's healthy either is it it's got to be somewhere in the middle i think because that, you I'm, won't be happy 
well yeah, yeah and i think yeah. the lifestyle change that andrew was describing he's trying mm-hmm. to change or is changing his lifestyle because by removing that really extreme target of 10 kilos in a month or something crazy you know that's that's when the obsessiveness comes because you're gonna have to change everything immediately to try and even get anywhere near achieving that if you give yourself this longer space to do it then you can do things a bit more gently yeah. and you know and give yourself some time Create, create yourself small achievable. I was just asked than, about to ask yeah. you that if you do, like, do you, you like smaller goals, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like I coached kids footy for a lot, a lot of, a number of years and, and a lot of the kids weren't uh, very coordinated or weren't very engaged in the sport they played, but I just to set them, hey, do they need to do one thing in the game. I didn't care if we won or lost. It was, that wasn't the point. It was about the kids having fun, but set each kid a goal based on their level of skills and if they did it they've achieved something and i yeah. think and i thought well then you know, maybe i can use that approach with myself you know and just say yeah. right set myself some small achievables mm-hmm. and just just keep rolling with it rather than i've reached it now and then stop just keep rolling with yeah. it right, set right. Another smaller target. i do that when is i your... exercise sorry yeah. sarah i was just say is your goal really to try and then now create that this is your lifestyle so you won't have to go through this process on a regular basis or in truth do you think you will always be someone that perhaps has gained some then needs to get rid of it again well i'd like to say so that uh, it, it'd be a permanent thing but i'm the sort of person who can walk past a pie shop and smell it through the door and put a stone on so it's yeah. uh yeah yeah it's it's not easy. And I think there are people in the world that, is, you know, I'm definitely someone that can, I can lose it quickly when I put my mind to it, but I can also gain it in a weekend as well. So I think there's some people that have got metabolisms like that and some people that yeah. just seem to manage it and keep a lot more of a maintenance, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, because of lifestyle too, and not so much lifestyle, because of the, the you know, you, your time's not your own as a parent and, and you, 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 you spread quite thin for your own time, so you've got to sort of find another avenue to keep, to manage things. Do you think age has made a difference for you? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm not as, uh, there's, there's things I used to be able to do that I can't do anymore. And I'm mean, I can't run anymore. And, um, the problem with getting older is intention and ability get horribly confused. <laughs> So, you know, you want to go and do something and then you're halfway through and you go, can't do this anymore. What am, I, what am I kidding? You know, so you think you can do the things you did when you're younger, but you just got to start looking at different things to do that, that will give you the same result. But like swimming. Know, like a lower impact, for argument's sake, yeah. instead of running, walk or ride a bike or swim. Swim, yeah. I love, and see, to me, riding a bike and swimming aren't, have to do exercises they're just things that that i enjoy and i think that also makes a big difference yeah as you know know, we're blessed with beautiful beaches here so right yeah i mean i could spend hours in the water do not get livoni (laughs) swimming in the sea because we will be here for quite some time about the reasons (laughs) why the sharks Well, I never, I was, I, I, yeah, I was um, fearless about that though when I was, you know, younger and growing up there, but I just watched too much Shark Week now and that just didn't. No, no, don't worry about that. Yeah, I'd still go swimming back, you know, I'd still go swimming at home. It's all a myth. It's all a myth. (laughs) 
just puddle. <laughs> so, well, okay. Most, most, of the, most of the beaches in Sydney are protected by shark nets anyway. Yeah, except for that one where the English guy got bitten in half, you know, around Bondi. Moving on. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, so I have a question for you. So Andrew's wife, I don't think, has put on like a gram of weight since I have known her. So how does she do it? Well, she always looks the same. She always looks amazing. So how does she do that? Does she just have like amazing self-control? Oh, she she eats like mouse-sized portions. But she loves food too. I mean, she does, and she's a good cook too. Right? Yeah, she does. But she's um, she's very mindful of quantity. Okay. Yeah, she's very so she has self-control. Yeah, yeah, like we like she, uh, with a lot of things. Like when we first started um, dating, we both smoked, and she said, "Well, we're going to have children." I, and she stopped, and I stopped for a while, then got back on them and started, stopped, started, stopped. Oh, that, that's my biggest battle in my life is the nicotine addiction. Oh, is that yeah? But she's she's very very strong. She hasn't touched them forever, hmm. but mm-hmm. she's very got she got good willpower. Right? Does she exercise too? She exercises as well. No. Oh, really? No. She just looks no, very, like that. Very, I hate her. Yeah, very rarely. Wow. Well, she's like probably we pretty active dog. with the boys anyway. No. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, no that's, that's, <laughs> that's bullshit. No, apart from standing on the sideline being a soccer mum, no. Really? No. Yeah. Huh. So she yeah, just watches no. her portions. Yeah, yeah, she's very, very her. controlled with the portion. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a huge has. part of it, really. Yeah, just have a yeah, small yeah. amount of what you love. Sm- uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't feel deprived because that's the thing. I think a lot of people yeah. is the is the whole deprivation. Um, something that I find. Yeah, well, interesting- you, you know yourself though. Oh, sorry, I was going to say you know yourself. Like you've you've cooked plenty in your in your time. Like uh, Bunny and I had a conversation recently about. Smoking meats. No one ever goes to a a, a butcher shop or a, a a supermarket and buys a five hundred gram piece of brisket. It's always a, a big slab of meat, and it's cooked, and it's there in front of you, and it tastes delicious, and you right. just want to keep and eating it's it. Yeah, Moorish, Moorish foods. Are, it's very very hard to avoid, but if you like the taste of it, and mm. and it's, it, there's a, there's definitely a stimulant there that. Yes, this tastes good, and I'm just going to keep hoeing into it till I <laughs> fall over. That's my problem. See, I won't that... eat like food that does not taste good or doesn't have a like a nice mouthful mouth feel yeah. to me. Yeah. But if it's something that's that's good, I'm just like, oh, I know I'm but full, it's, it's, but I just got to stop. Yeah, but I think it's a lot to do with the makeup of the person. I've got a really, really good mate of mine, and he's. He, he eats only when he's hungry, and he won't eat anything you can't freeze and reheat. So he won't eat lettuce. It's a weed. Spinach, nut. It's a weed. Won't eat any of that. He eats pies, Is this sausage Derek? rolls. No, 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 no. Okay. Derek's quite a good eater. Okay, no, it's a mate of mine, Dave. But sorry, and Derek. He'll just eat. <laughs> he eats rubbish. Really. And, and he's... he's and and drinks heaps and. No, not a problem for him. Wow. He'll probably end up That's with the thing. It, something. It's genetics, though, isn't it, some of it? It's just it's 
quite literally, you know, you look at different shape women, but I look at different shape and I look at them and go, my God, you know, they've got amazing, amazing legs, amazing this, but it is just kind of what they're born with to some extent. Yeah. Yes, I put some work in, but there's also some things you just cannot change about yourself. Well, I was not yeah. born with this body. I know that much. Well, Andrew, he, me, he saw me. You know, well, no, yeah. was shape. You know, like I, there's nothing I can do about my, you know, even when I have lost weight in the past, I've still got very thick legs. I've just got, a, right. you know, a, I'm just that built that way. And I look at someone else, we might be exactly the same weight, but they've got amazing legs. And you just, you look and think, well, there's nothing I can do about that. So some of it, as you were describing them, you know, the way that they're eating, it's just a genetic thing. He was just obviously born lucky with the way that he can but People eat. can definitely, um, you know, lose weight. I don't want people listening, thinking, Oh, well, see, it's just my shape. You know, I'm just oh, like no, this. Oh, no, no, no. I yeah. mean, it's fact. Right. You know, it's a, just a, big bone. Just yeah, big I'm bone, very, yeah, when in actual fact I'm not. I've got a underneath the fact, which I can, I can do something about, I could and can and will work hard to get rid of. But what I'm trying to say is that there's also some things that you, you have to just come to an acceptance of. There's some things you cannot change. Right. You know, it's just that's the way it is. Size of your foot. You can... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although that does change when you've lost weight, haven't you? If you notice that, if you've lost a lot of weight, you suddenly get a smaller shoe size, which is odd. You would never think mm. you carry fat on your feet, would you? Huh. But you do. I don't know. I've never, I've never experienced that. Have you not? I guess women's yeah. shoes maybe are different, you know, where they're kind of um, more pointed and things. I can definitely wear a smaller shoe when I've can you? lost weight. Yeah. I don't know. I've been a size 10. <laughs> not that so... that's the thing that I'm looking forward right. to the most in my life. <laughs> <laughs> God, I you know I think uh, well for me, it, it's coming to terms with the emotional aspect because the penny dropped when I thought, okay, when I moved to Canada, I started putting on weight, different lifestyle, yes, but and you know just still eating the same amount of food, not exercising as much, but then every time I've moved, I've put on weight, so now in reverse. My goals, you know, breaking my big goal down into smaller goals are going backwards. So, you know, my first one is reaching this the weight that I was when I lived in Florida, which mm -hmm. was, you know, before we moved to Indianapolis. And then before that, it was Minnesota. Then before that, it was Montana. Before that, it was Canada. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go mm -hmm. back that way till eventually it'll be the get back to, the get first, back yeah. to like yeah. the, the Aussie weight. But I have to. That's how yeah. I've broken it down like that. But what I've, what I've learnt, and I don't know if this is the same like for you or for men that there's like that emotional side of it. Like I, I just thought I never would have thought I was an emotional eater. I just thought that I liked food and I didn't exercise enough, you know, because of my knees. But um, I've learnt that there is, you know, stuff in my past that I've had to, to deal with and face and, um, you know, just understand why it happened to begin with. And I think for um, a lot of people, they can go on the best diet in the world. If, and if and if it the, the, the weight gain came from an emotional place, that until they've dealt with that, then it's just going to keep happening. But I don't know, like, if it's the same for, you know, a lot of men, who have put on weight, if they also have that, like some sort of an emotional thing that's happened, whether it be in their past or just emotions Men in general. Men usually drink their emotions away. Yeah, really, hey? Mm. 
thing in general, they do yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, have a beer. Oh, I've had a shit day at work, I'm going to have a beer. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas women yeah. find more comfort in food, generally. Yeah. You think? In that, my yeah, experience, well, I, th- I can think of, me- um, not so much that I would know that the reasons, an emotional reason why a man has gained weight, but a bit like you were decided to just describe that you sort of had a bit of a, right, this is a moment in the sand because you had your your children and you wanted to be healthy enough to run around with them when they were younger and things. Yeah. I've seen that happen to men that they suddenly have got this reason. So that it's an emotional reason for making the change is what I've experienced rather than the emotional reason of why they got there to start with. I've definitely seen that and I've seen them sort of say, well, I, I want to get my health better because I want to be able to live longer to be with my kids or run around with my kids or whatever those reasons are. So that's interesting. Yeah. I've seen the emotional trigger for change in men, for sure, definitely. Do you think... Yeah, I think everyone gets a bit more conscious of it too around my age. Like, I've lost a, a number of friends, you know, a few years older and a few years younger than me, and, yeah, they weren't the healthiest men going around, and mm-hmm. they could have made better choices. And, yeah, they were car- one, one of them was carrying an enormous amount of weight. He was, you know, probably about 160, 170 kilos. But mm-hmm. um, uh, you get a bit – it does uh, give you a flash moment. You think, well, yeah. hang on. bit of a kick up the arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gives you a bit of a uh, bit more purpose in what you're doing and think, well, hang on, you're not here for – it's no dress rehearsal. Let's just no. try and correct a few things. Do you think that you never know. it's talked about enough or as much men's – like health and, and weight. I know, you know, women will share that, you know, like Sarah and I'll text each other when we have a weigh-in, how'd you go this week, you know, that type of thing. Um, I mean, and, you know, we talk about it quite openly because we have a podcast about it. Mm. But, I mean, do you think men do that? Do men do that? No. They don't other just keep will, it to yourself. No, other men, you like, if, if I, don't, I don't know I think the English humour is very, very similar to Australian humour or vice versa. Mm. But, you know, if you've put on the kilos and haven't seen a mate for a while, they'll virtually, yeah, the first thing they say is, geez, you've been in a good paddock for the last six months. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine a woman saying that to her friend? Yeah, Yeah, I've been joining a food lately. Yeah. 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 It's funny how it's handled. You've eaten a sheep. It's funny how it's handled differently, though, isn't it? Yeah, men yeah, and women putting on weight. Well, it's not a taboo yeah. subject. For somehow, it's a taboo subject with women. With women, you yes. like you just said, you wouldn't just say that to to someone else. You'd be like, don't ever say that to a woman if she's gained weight for like it's right. something to be embarrassed about. But for a guy, all right, they may not be happy with the with the fact that they've gained weight, but they don't seem to be embarrassed by it. And certainly, there's no embarrassment between one bloke to another talking about it. So that's. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't thought of that. There I is a bit of a taboo, a, isn't there? Yeah, there's, and I don't think there's any vanity attached to it with, with men. Yeah. You don't think so, no? No, no. Not like with women? But then also that's a society-based thing, isn't it? Society yes. put a lot of pressure on women to be thin, whereas, yeah. all right, there's there's a society... Um, expectation for a bloke to look buff or you know, if they're young and six-pack and ripped for the beach, all that sort of stuff. But actually the run of the mill, there isn't as much pressure for a, a bloke to look a certain way, I don't think. Well, they, they're glorifying the dad bod now, which is good. Yeah? No, it's you can not. You dad bod t-shirts. 
Yeah, they That's had a, right. what our, our morning breakfast show here not, not so long ago had the best bad, uh, dad bod in Australia competition. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you enter? No. no. I'm too See, there was something I was interested in. You've bust. got two boys, right? <laughs> if you've got two boys, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Do yeah. you have that sort of conversation with them with regards to what they're eating and their weight or their health or anything like that? And do you I... think that they emulate you at all? No, no, I don't think they're my children. They, they, uh, <laughs> there's more fat on a chip than there is on my kids. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I especially my young, my youngest is he's, he's the same one as me. I'm, um, yeah, he well, he's he's going to be taller than me by the end of the year. He's just turned, well, he's fourteen and a, and a bit. Wow. But um, he eats. Do, do you have Milo over there? The chocolate, like the. It's like a chocolate mm, energy type. So good. No. Yeah. So he'll he'll have a, he'll have a kilo of Milo in a week. He I've never seen anyone consume it like he does. And he, was it like he, a chocolate spread? No, it's, no it goes so, in it, cold it, it milk. It milk or hot oh, milk. Oh. Could, it's like a like an instant milkshake sort of thing, but okay. it's, it's but like, it's way better. It's supposed to have health benefits. Mm. Right. And, yeah, it, and it has, like, food. crispy bits that float on top that are just delicious. And then you really? scoop it all oh, out great. with a spoon and then you've got to put more in. No, it's very good. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. So, yeah. yeah, we leave a shovel in the kitchen so you can fill his glass. So. <laughs> yeah, but at that age, he's growing a lot, so that will be part of it. Yeah, it? but I was never there, so, like, they are skin and bone. Okay. And yeah, they eat, like, though, my, don't they? They my, like my, it. My oldest is filling out a lot now because he's, he's going through that age where they, the shoulders get wider and the back gets yeah. the V and all that. But he's – and he's a little bit – he's very, very ex, extremely sporty. But uh-huh. I mean, this is probably a conversation for another 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 uh, episode, if you like, but um, he's a diabetic, so he's got to be very careful about what he eats. Ah, okay. We are doing an episode eats, on but, diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, but they're, they're definitely. I don't know if it's a genetic thing that's been that's that's disappeared from the from our bloodline. My sister's daughter's the same. My sister's had fought with weight fluctuations over the years. She's lost a lot of weight her, though, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, Just... yeah. But she, her daughter's the same. You know, she's only got one stripe on her pajamas. She's really skinny. Slim. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So, whereas my son was chunkier. Um, so he's six foot one and a bit, um, but he yeah. lost three and a half stone um, wow. last year. But he he never was able to run because his knees hurt so badly. Yes. But then part of the training is he's now a boxer. So he trains regularly with the boxing club and also runs. But he can run now because the extra weight has gone off his knee. So it, it has such a vicious cycle, doesn't it? The more weight you're carrying, yes. the less mobile you are, but which means you're going to not get the weight shifted. And it's I think you've just got to go through that physical pain sometimes to just, I mean, I don't mean damage yourself, but, you know, go through that process of, just getting it shifted through a lot more movement and exercise and he now he you know he still amazes me it's not that far as such but he'll go out in the morning for a quick 5k run and I'm like thinking who are you I you know it's <laughs> only two years ago I could barely get him out of his bed it's it's yes. amazing the difference that it can make um and I'm tough for him because he's just about to turn 18 so at his age this is exactly the time to get a grasp of your health so that then hopefully his adult life or be a lot more informed and have that as a foundation 
Yes, and it gives him a bit of confidence too. If he's yeah. if he's yeah. happy, if he's happy in his own skin now, he will be forever, and he'll and he'll be able to maintain that. And I think it's taught him what we're trying to get to the nub of now was the fact that if he's gained a few or a couple of kilos or something, he's like, oh, right, need to. I've enjoyed myself, but I'm going to now nip that in the bud. And he's, I, you know, off his own accord, he'll start going. I'm going to run a bit more. I'm going to cut back a bit more, and then he just gets it sorted again. So that's the bit that I'm feel quite confident about he seems to learn he seemed to have learnt the way to control it and not yeah. let it get out of control again because he's he knows how hard he had to work to get rid of it and I think that's what we're now experiencing we're having to do the hard work now but what would be really great is if when we've got to the end of that hard work section is we've learned how to just maintain this it's going to fluctuate a little bit but not to get back into this situation oh. again because that's the where it just seems yeah, so monumental yeah, exactly. So yeah, but if he's serious, I mean, if if he's I don't know, is he is he biting or just training? No, he's is he biting. actually biting? Yeah, yeah. No, well, he'll lose three or four kilos in a fight. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you... that's a difficult sport because your weight is so um, critical. Yeah. So it's not like you can, you know, in this corner between eighteen and twenty stone is so and so. It's you've got to be bang on the weight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, meal plan when you like every week? Do you think okay? Well, we're gonna or you or or you know Jane? Do you yeah? Do we, that? we we we've become more conscious of doing that just just for the simple fact that we share the shopping and we end up buying the same stuff. Or like right. I'll go one day and then Jane will come home and say, "Oh, I didn't know you already bought that." And we've got two right. or three of the so we, things have gone up too. Food's gone up oh, a lot. Yeah, things God, have gone especially, up. Oh, it's so expensive in Australia. I mean, Meat one blueberry is like five dollars. Yeah. What is one blueberry? Yeah, that's what I say. To, <laughs> oh, that's what I say to, to my sister. You know, when I'm she's having breakfast, I'm like, oh, God, there's about twenty five dollars <laughs> worth of raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like you but know they, nine they, raspberries. They she can because she's flush, but we can't. We've got to right. cut them in half and make it make it last. Right, make it last longer. Yeah. So do you shop? You don't shop like do a big shop. You just shop every day. No, no we probably because because we have, we've got a shopping centre not far, and and when Jane comes home from work, she drives past two shopping centres. So she just um, drops in. We'll yeah, we'll duck in and just get the essentials. But we do meal plan. We'll say okay, it's a bolognese night. We try and do one or two vegetarian nights. Oh, okay, just, just mm-hmm. that's it, good. Have a rest, but yeah, yeah, but um. Garlic's garlic, garlic um, was it? What do we have? Um, burnt butter, garlic, and sage uh, gnocchi. You know, something like mm. that. With, like with a big so, salad or something. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you find that if you do plan, like you know, your lunches, even though you're home for lunch, but if you do plan, does that sort of keep you on track a little bit better? Financially, it does, and, and, and right, yeah. trying what we eat, it does too. Yeah, so it has right. it's, it has it's, yeah two effects. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what's um, what's cooking this week for everybody? Oh, you're right. Okay, no, you're, oh, oh, I was going to tell you because oh, because you know when you when you flick around on Facebook, these little recipes pop mm-hmm. up from time to time. 
So uh, I'm, I'm going to make a salmon Wellington this weekend. Oh, that sounds good. Ooh. Oh, mm. yeah, that sounds good. There was when I worked for the Woman's Weekly. There was one that we did that instead of being coated in the mushrooms, had um, like sautéed leek with some dill and some panko breadcrumbs, and then you coated in that, and then uh, I think it had horseradish too, and then wrap it in the pastry. Yeah, this this one new um. You wilt some spinach and then you blitz it and, and then add it to, uh, like, make an omelette, a spinach oh. omelette, and you wrap that around the salmon and then with the mushroom and the pastry. So. Really? Mm. That sounds good. Um, yeah. th- that was the thing you saw on Facebook? Yeah, I thought that looks good. I'll make that. So Okay, you'll have to let I'll, me know how that yeah. went. So wow. I know I know salmon's quite readily available in the UK, but the... We we get a lot of the um, Atlantic salmon here, but we also get the Australian salmon. From so the there t- is a from big Tassie. Difference. Yeah, yeah, but there's a big difference in the. You can tell the difference when you look at the two pieces of fish straight away because um oh, yeah. the Atlant- yeah the Atlantic salmon's got really really small scales because it grows slower. Mm-hmm. Where because the water's warmer down here, um, the scales are quite large because they grow really quickly. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So, Does it taste we, any different? No, no, no. It's still beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I think well, it's, it's good. Yeah, so good thing. for you. It's one of the best things you can eat. Like the yeah, wild, yeah, yeah, wild yeah. caught. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, but we, we, we generally just have, um, we'll have like a pork or a, and a beef night and then we'll do like a vegetarian night. We, um, have you got Audi over in the UK? We sure and, do. I don't think it, yeah, yeah. So they've, 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 um, uh, good, different. If, it, that's, if the same that's, promotions used that's over there, all, that's Aldi for the Americans listening. That's I've Aldi. only ever known it as to be Aldi because it was never in Australia oh. when I left for me to yeah. call yeah, it Aldi. Some, Aldi. Yeah, yeah, they've some really good things. They they sell a really really well priced Greek spinach pie. Oh, like a spanakopita type thing. Spanakopita, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, a so what? we. <laughs> I've not heard of that. That's the, the like the American and the Australian version, Spanakopita and Spanakopita. Yeah. Uh, that's like it? aluminum and aluminium. It's like that. It's, uh, it's spinach so, and feta. feta. Some lemon dill. And phyllo pastry. Yeah. Really good. So that could be a vegetarian night. Oh, nice. I like yeah. things like that because then you can just have a salad with them. Like people think, Correct. oh, yeah. pies yeah. are... Pies are so, um, you know, a fattening because of the pastry. But you can put, like, lots of veggies in them and then just have a really big salad. I love anything. Yeah. <gasps> I love anything in pastry. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, probably... or frittatas. Make a frittata if you don't want the pastry. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What's cooking yeah. in Sarah's kitchen this week? Well, I'm, I haven't really planned a huge amount because I'm away all of the weekend because my parents are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary this weekend. Nice. So that's really exciting. So we're going away to a lovely hotel and all of the family are convening from different places across the UK and, and friends and things. So we've got a really, really lovely weekend coming up. And I've also oh, got a delicious so nice. four-course meal arranged for the Saturday night. So mm. we're all eating together in a private room and everything oh, so that sounds I, can, I can report back on some delicious food cooked for me which is most exciting so i don't have to do anything but um yeah so i haven't really got much planned i have been eating a lot of vegetarian still this week um really enjoyed that and lots of salmon i've been having salmon or tuna for my lunch pretty much every day so oh, that's good 
Yeah, but nothing. So I haven't planned anything for the rest of the week. I need to because obviously there's more to my week than just three days in a hotel. But <laughs> apart from that, I haven't thought about it. Do you have what like you a, a, a not overindulging plan, or are you just going to go with it and enjoy well, it? I pre-ordered my meal because it's a because it's a big party. They asked us to choose from the menu early. Um, so I know that I didn't go too overboard on that. I chose really, I think I've chosen a really lovely asparagus risotto for my main course and things like that. That's good. Um, but yeah, I wasn't planning on massively overindulging, but you know, things pop up, who knows? Right. <laughs> I know I wasn't on Monday night when I went out either. And I'm, no. I, are you going to have a little confessional? <laughs> I'm going to have a confessional. Yeah. Well, I, I had, you know, and I think this is my downfall is, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just have this and just have that and one glass of wine. If I say that, then I do completely the opposite. That's I think what you I said just, last ne- week yeah, you said, yeah. I need to just not say that because I ended up having a lot to drink and a lot for me because I don't yes. drink much nowadays. And the biggest steak on the menu, which in America is big. Let me tell you. Uh, Granted, I didn't eat it all. I brought half of it home, but um, and Lawrence took it to work. But I tell you, it was the best steak I ever ate. I've ever eaten. Well, it was worth it then. It was so good, and mm. I had asparagus and whatnot with it. But still, anyway, it was just I just overindulged. But I've been I balanced it out for the rest of the week. But this week, well, that's what it's about, though, isn't it? As long balancing as balance, it, you yeah. Got to have the good trying stuff. Trying to, because... yeah, yeah. And we didn't, we shared, well, four of us shared a dessert, so. Four people shared one dessert? Well, yeah, because I thought, oh, I'm not (laughs) having dessert. And because it was for Evan's graduation that my um, youngest um, stepson graduated from, because he's studying to be a doctor, so he graduated from the first part of that. And and with like the highest honors you could get. So, you know, we had to take him out and celebrate. He doesn't, he lives in a different state. So he just happened to be here. So we took him out and well, his stepmom, she grad, she graduated. She um, celebrated for him really. Yeah. <laughs> just went for I went for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in my kitchen this week, it's yep. all about strawberries. I've been testing strawberry recipes. So oh, okay. I tested a pickled strawberry um, crostini with goat cheese. And let me tell you, it might sound a bit, eh, but you know, like stra- pickled strawberries. Yes. In what? Pickled in vinegar. So I pickled them in vinegar and white balsamic with a little sugar, um, which I use that monk fruit sugar. So it was, you know, lower carb. My job put it in on bread. But oh, so it's so good. Mm. So you, okay. because, you know, strawberries are good in a salad and they're really good with balsamic mm. vinegar. So, um, yeah, I got some bread and toasted it, you know, grilled it and then um, put goat cheese on it, like the creamy goat cheese on it mm-hmm. with the pickled strawberries. Oh, yeah, so good. Anyway, so I'm having that again because I'm shooting it um, to put on my website. That and a really good watermelon, strawberry, basil and blue cheese salad that, was oh, just with some lime juice. Mm. So easy and really, really good. And a cake. Strawberry polenta and a cake. cake. Yeah, with really not that much sugar in it, I have to say. Okay. Um, yeah. It's got cornmeal in it. Um, so that I I did taste that, but the rest I cut up and put in the freezer. 
So um, doing that and um, working on some air fryer recipes because okay. I use the air fryer a lot, as you know. Um, yes. And I made a salad the other day that I think I need to share with the world because it was just so good with roasted sweet potato, kumaros, um, in you know, Aussies call it, um, with lots of nuts and seeds and baby spinach and it was so delicious. So I'm doing that and some drumsticks. You, are you on the air fryer um, train over in Australia, Andrew, or not? Actually, I, I, uh, I bought one. On the, I was in Audi and it was in their leftovers from their special buy bin. So, oh, result. Have you, have you yeah, used so it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I love yeah, them. Yeah, so it, it, it goes against everything. I, you know what I really <gasps> right. love? Right. What? I love Chico rolls. Oh, good grief. <laughs> like what nobody they? even knows what a Chico, we, even Australians don't really know what a Chico roll yes, is. Yes, we do. It's, yeah, it's, it's cabbage. It's 70s and 80s. It's cabbage, oh. basically. It's like a big spring roll. That's fried. Oh. But it's got a, a different texture to the outside of it. Yeah. yeah. It's got a heavier, thicker pastry on it. And it's it's got like a cabbage pasty stuff in the middle. Yeah, cabbage and carrot and corn. and. So it's a bit like a Cornish pasty? No, not, well, not okay. like a pasty because a pasty is really manufactured, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's everything everything in a vegetable processing plant that fell on the floor in a pastry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's the hot vegetable. It's like the hot dogs of of like a vegetable uh, hot like if you think okay. of it like that. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well I'm gonna do some recipes next week for the air fryer that you'll have to look. Like potatoes, you know how we have potatoes in the jacket, we call them in Australia. Here they're called baked potato. And you cut them in half and you do them in the air fryer. Oh, they're so good. So I'm doing that with chicken drumsticks and um, an orange chicken, like the Asian orange chicken. Instead of frying the chicken, it's going to be done in the air mm -hmm. fryer. But I do bacon, I toast nuts, all sorts of things. So you don't actually have what to do it in the, the oven. Uh, the 10-minute frittata in the air fryer? I haven't done that. Did you put it in like ramekins? No, I just, I just um, make a cup out of baking paper and throw it in there. and Oh, really? Just put a couple of eggs, whisk it up, some spinach and a few mushrooms. And, well, that sounds yeah. good. Okay, well, I'll yeah. have to try that. You can boil eggs in there, too, not boil eggs, yeah. but you just put the eggs in dry and cook them. I just feel yeah. like too. I'm not part of the gang. I know. I'm just not part of the gang. I don't have it's one. Like, it's, it's, it's the new day microwave. Yeah, perhaps I'll get rid of the microwave and put the air fryer in its nah. place then. It's, I don't know, it's so good, especially it's, in summer. It just it makes just a difference. It just reduces your bench space like everything else. Right, yeah. I know, but I found, I, that was my one thing about not getting it was the bench space, but I made room. I just, <laughs> I just, I, yeah, and now I just love it. Hey, um, Sarah, your goal last week was to lose a pound. How did you do? I did it. Well done. I did it. Yep. That I lost. Well and it, oh, go on then. No, it? no, go on. No, finish. No, I was just saying I did it by just really focusing on the pound. So I'd lost two the week before mm -hmm. and then, yeah, one and one this week. So, and I just really focused on that one. That's all I needed to get rid of. Sarah and, and I, I laugh about how like one pound, good poop. One pound gone, yeah, you know. Basically but still, it's so much better than saying I'm going to lose, you know, four pounds and 
it seems, you know, it. yeah, not mm. doing it. I lost 3.7. Small achievables. Yeah. 3.7. That's 3.7. Massive Just blowout. in one week. Yeah. 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 So I thought I was pretty chuffed with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So next week we are talking about gut health. You know, you mm-hmm. hear a lot of, about it. It's all over the place really. And uh, ways to improve it and why the health of your gut is so important. So tune in for that. Thanks for coming on, Andrew. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please send us a message if there's a subject you'd like uh, us to talk about. Uh, visit lavoniandsarah.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletter and find the links to connect with us on social media. Remember, creating a balance for your health is a conscious choice. It means having the intention and taking action to make your health a priority. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. Bye.